0: give God one more shout of praise and one more hand of praise this morning. Amen. Man, he is good. He is good. And I encourage you to be remembered of that. Amen. Last Sunday of 2021. Who's excited about the last Sunday of 2021? And I'm excited not just because it's the last Sunday of 2021, but because there's 52 Sundays in 2022 they are going to rock our world why because god is with us and as you reflect on the year if you are honest believers you can reflect and see god's hand even in the midst of adversity and trial even in the midst of circumstance and situation even in the midst of this pandemic we can see our god at work because he never leaves us or forsakes us and so many people Start off with saying, and I think sometimes people say it just to, to, to just, yeah, because it's been a rough year. And people tell me, I was like, no, it hasn't. I've gotten closer to my family. I've grown personally. I've grown spiritually. I've grown closer to my wife. I've grown closer to my children. I'm in better health. It's been a good year. Why? Because God is with me. And no matter the circumstance or the trial, the fact that we have God with us. It makes it good. I mean, have you ever had a bad meal, but the company was so good you could overlook the bad meal? Why focus on the bad meal? Focus on the company. And we've got company with God. And Jesus is with us. And it makes it awesome because he's with us. Amen? So we've, been in this year, and it's the year of re. And as we get ready to share this last word the Lord put in my heart, I want to ask a question. Do we have any photographers in the house? Any photographers? Anybody who likes to take pictures? No? Okay, good. See, there's a difference between being a photographer and someone who likes to take pictures. In today's day and age, everybody can take pictures, and everybody's a photographer because the phones and the cameras do the work themselves. But I'm talking about real photographers. I'm talking about, you know, the day where you had to like take a picture and you didn't know if it was good until you took the role to Eckerd. And seven days later, you picked up this little envelope. Some of you young people are like, Eckerd, what is Eckerd? Well, before there was CVS, there was Eckerd. And Eckerd was where you would take your roll, and people are like, what's a roll? No, no, no. Yeah. So there was these things that you would put inside cameras that was this little circular Kodak made them, this little yellow thing with black trims on it, and you put it in there, and you took all your pictures, and you had no idea if the picture came out any good. See, it wasn't like it is right now, where you take a photo, and you can look instantly and see whether it was good or not. You had to really take account into, did I focus properly? Was the lighting okay? Was I in the right setting? And as we wrap up the year 2021 and we make plans and enter 2022, I feel from the Lord that it's a time for us to take a minute and refocus on what's taken place and what's to come. Now, You all know me, I I love to teach, and I teach the word of God, so I like definitions. And the word refocus means this, adjust the focus, bring back into focus. Now, if you know anything about me, using a definition or the same word in the definition doesn't help anything, right? It doesn't help much. So what does it mean to focus? And the word focus actually means this. The word focus means the center of interest or activity, the state or quality of having or producing clear visual definition. And as a verb, it means paying particular attention to. So if you're refocusing, you are bringing back into the center of attention. You're bringing back Into the center of attention or giving a priority to something. But can I tell you something this morning? It is easy to lose focus. It's so easy to lose focus. I mean, if we think about the camera analogy for a second, there are so many things that can cause the loss of focus. You may have focused your lens and all of a sudden there was a light switch. A switch in the, in the amount of lighting, whether it went too bright or too dark, and that will adjust the focus. It will mess up the focus. If the setting was wrong, like you go to take a picture, but you're taking a picture of your kid's football game or, or basketball game where they're running back and forth. Your camera not, needs to be in the setting that is specific for motion so that the aperture can close the right way. So many things can cause the loss of focus. If you bring it to the natural, distractions can make you lose focus. A couple of weeks ago, I I, I sat down, and when I sat down, I realized that the wreath was changing colors, and it was distracting. And I was like, why is the wreath changing colors? And then I realized I had sat on the remote control right in the front row. And, and I'm looking for the remote, and, and then I switched it. Why? Because the distraction could make people lose focus. Distractions make us lose focus. Opportunities can make us lose focus. Have you ever heard the expression, drowning in opportunity? Not every opportunity comes from God. And sometimes people drown in opportunity because there's so many opportunities, but they fail to focus on the God thing. And then they end up starting a gazillion things, but not doing anything, any, anything well, right? In, in Spanish, if you call to hire a handyman, we don't call him a handyman. We call him un todero. Cubans do at least. Todero. At least that's what I've heard my dad say it all the time. And what is un todero? And the definition, if you would translate, means somebody who does a little bit of everything. And you know what? Somebody who does a little bit of everything tends not to do anything well. Which is why you don't hire just anybody to fix your plumbing or your electrical or your air conditioner or to install your tile. Because my electrician may know how to do some tile, but the tile guy is going to do better work. And guess what? The electrician is going to do a better job at the electricity than the plumber will. Because they have focused their skills on something. And I don't want to hire somebody that doesn't have focus on the the task at hand. And it's so easy to lose our focus. So I want to pose a few questions to you this morning and some statements. And the first question I want to pose, as we think of how to refocus... These are questions to ask when it's time to refocus is this. What are we seeking? What are we seeking? I'm going to go back to the camera, an actual camera where there's a viewfinder, and you put it up to your eye to take a picture, and you're trying to find something within there. What are you seeking? Well, Matthew 6.33 tells us what to seek. Matthew 6.33 says this. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, And all these things will be added to you. You can go back and read the verses before that. What are all these things? The things that make people worry and be full of anxiety. What you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, what you're going to do, where you're going to live. All these different things make you get full of anxiety. And so what does Jesus say? Seek first the kingdom. And so I want to say it this way. If you're taking notes, you can jot it down like this. As you look through the viewfinder, seek first the kingdom of God. In your life... As you look through the viewfinder, seek first the kingdom. Ask yourself the question, does this advance the kingdom of God? Well, pastor, why why is that the question? Well, because if you are working to advance the kingdom of God, everything else will be added onto you. So is this opportunity something that's gonna advance the kingdom? And as we go through the viewfinder, look through the viewfinder of life, that should be the question. Does this advance the kingdom? What am I seeking? See, if you're seeking just to make more money for you, that's probably rooted in a love of money, which is not good. But if the opportunity comes and it says, well, Lord, if you're bringing this opportunity so that I can advance the kingdom, it's a different mindset. How is what I am doing going to advance the kingdom of God? Because it's all about the kingdom. Look at the prayer of Jesus, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So guess what? When you and I do everything looking through the lens or the viewfinder of the kingdom of God, we bring God's kingdom to earth. How is what I'm doing affecting the kingdom? The second question I would pose to you this morning is this, what are we setting our mind to? What are we setting our mind to? Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. It's going to pop up on the screen. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. And Look at verse number 2. If you've got a Bible, underline it. Set your mind on things above not on things of earth. At the beginning, I I gave you that example of going to take a picture and changing the setting on the camera. If you've ever looked at a camera, and some of you are going to go home and look at your camera, you've got different settings. You've got the setting that says when it's nighttime. Why? That tells the camera to do the shutter at a different speed, to be able to absorb whatever little bit of light there is. You have the setting that has a little figure that looks like they're running. And you might think, well, what's that one for? Well, that one is literally, so when you take pictures of things that are in motion, because it's going to snap it faster and it's going to focus differently. There's different settings based on the circumstance or the situation. And church, let me tell you this morning, online campus, listen to me this morning. We need to set our mind on things above. What are we setting our minds to? Why? Write this statement down. Our thoughts will shift our focus. Our thoughts will shift our focus. You guys remember the movie? I think it's the movie Up that has the dog. And every time something is by, the dog's like, squirrel, squirrel, right? Our thoughts shift our focus. Have you ever lost your train of thought because you looked at something else? I tell the guys at our men's breakfast all the time, I, I used to, I, I love to look at the lake. But if I'm going to speak to the men or if I'm doing a small group or whatever I'm doing at the house, I sit with my back to the lake. And it's by design so that I don't lose my focus. Because if I sit looking at the lake, I may be talking about something. And all of a sudden, these beautiful geese fly by. And it's like, hey, look at the geese. And my mind goes in that direction. So I eliminate the distraction. I change my vantage point. I put the setting in the right way. So what should my setting be on? Philippians 4.8. This is a verse we should all know by memory. It says in this in Philippians 4 8, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate. On these things so when you find yourself losing focus check what your setting is on and ask is it noble is it pure is it holy is it of a good report if it's not stop thinking about it push it off to the side pastor that's not easy I know it's a reprogramming a renewing of our mind daily Because we are used to going by the worst experience in whatever we did. I mean, we're humans. At least I'm human. Last time I checked, got a belly button and everything. Have you ever, somebody's asked me, legitimately asked did Adam have a belly button? Dude, I don't know. Probably not. Maybe God gave him one. I have no idea. It's not essential to the faith. We're used to focusing on what wasn't good. I said it a minute ago. You go, on a, you go eat dinner. Everything was great, except the bread wasn't toasted well enough. You know, the churraco was good, the gallo pinto was good, the chimichurri was on point. The bread was a little soggy. I can't believe it. After being, the company was amazing, great time. And all we focused about oh, how was the lunch? you know, the bread was soggy. Okay. Is all you ate bread? No, no, no. The fried cheese was amazing. Salad. Yeah. Even that was good. It had a good crunch. Rice was great, nice and fresh. Then why are you focusing on just that one thing? But we're as humans, we talk about those things that didn't go well and it makes us lose our focus. Instead of focusing on the good, the pure, the noble, the true, the praiseworthy, we focus on the bad and the ugly and how bad things we're going to get. And right now we're, we're in a time and, and everything we're hearing on the news is of how much worse things are going to get. I don't buy into that. No, it may look bad, but Jesus is with me. And it may look like things are going to go haywire, but my focus is on the Lord, and I will refocus on what he said. I will refocus on what he told me. I will refocus on what he said is going to happen. But it takes an effort for us to make that focus. The other question we ask ourselves when we take pictures is this, is there adequate lighting? Is there adequate lighting? This year, part of the budget that we set out to do was to upgrade our, our, video, our, 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 our video system, not our audio system, but our video system. Why? Because our online was not the best of experiences. And so we, we brought somebody in to come and look at the equipment and look at the things. And one of the things the gentleman said, he said, your biggest, biggest problem is you have horrible lighting. And it doesn't matter how much money you spend on a camera, if the lighting isn't good, it's not gonna look good. And I found that interesting. As a matter of fact, a little over a third of the budget to redo our stuff so our online campus could have the best experience possible went to lights. It's like, we spent more money on lights than the actual cameras. Why? Because if the lighting is bad, It doesn't matter how good the camera is. And can I tell you something? The lighting that we need to measure everything to is the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So you ask yourself the question, how do I refocus? How do I bring things back into focus? Well, I need to understand this. The word of God gives us the right lighting. The word of God gives us the right lighting. That's why we need to read it every day. Because the word of God gives us the right lighting. Patty and I were having dinner at a restaurant the other day, and it was outdoors and it was dark. And we were laughing because... this this family arrived and they all sat down in this beautiful table right by the water, but it was very, very dark on that little section specifically because you're right next to the water. And so everybody pulled out their cell phones to light the menu. So you're at this beautiful restaurant with great food, but no light did not let you read the menu. And church, if we do not align everything to the light that is the word of God, will never be able to properly focus. When the lighting is bad, your camera continues to adjust. It's adjusting back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Why? Because it's trying to set an image that looks crisp. It's trying to set an image that looks good, but there's not enough light to make it come to pass. So the question is, is there adequate lighting? Are we Trying to base everything on the little bit of light. Are we just waiting till we adjust? Because, our, you know, look at your eyes. Your eyes are great. They adjust to darkness. Have you ever woken up right away and it's like, oh, but then you give it a second and you start to adjust. Your pupil gets bigger to adjust to the lighting that you may have. But when you want to really clearly see, you hit the light switch. And so when you really want to refocus on what God has for your life, you have to get into the word because this is the lighting that will focus you to where you need to go. And it's not like any other book that you read once and you're done. No, you read it over and over again because the Lord will use different verses at different moments, some that you have read multiple times to give you exactly, precisely what you needed to hear. It's funny, part of my daily Bible reading today was actually in Psalm 143. When I woke up this morning, I, just, I did my devotional time, I spent time with the Lord, and, and I was in Psalm 143, and look what this verse says. Give me a second. Don't worry about putting it up. I didn't give it to you ahead of time, media team. I'll just read it. Psalm 143, this is David writing in verses 5 and 6. He says this, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your works. I muse on the work of your hands. I spread my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. In other words, David was saying, because I've seen everything that you've done, I continue to long for you. So what are we putting our mind to? What are we setting it on? If you hire a photographer for your wedding and you go and you look for the best photographers and you hire this, this, this company and they come and they take all your pictures and they come and they bring you your album and you get it and you open the album. There's a picture of you and your wife on the front cover. You know, things are going good. Then you open it and you start to flip pages and you realize that about 90% of the pictures are of the people in the audience and at the reception. Do you think the guy did a good job? No, guy did a crappy job. I don't care if all the pictures are in focus. I don't care if all this stuff. The main purpose of the wedding was the husband and wife. So that's what you want to see. And that's why we need to then do this. Everything that we go to focus on, we need to align it to the vision that God had given us. And if it doesn't align to the vision then it's not the picture you need to take. See, write it down this way. Refocus on the vision God gave you. Refocus on the vision that God gave you. God gave you a task. You're the photographer. Every picture should focus on the vision. Everything you do should focus on the vision. Every year, I have certain people that I talk, uh, there's some people have been in my life for a very long time, And every year they tell me the same thing. This year, I'm going to lose weight and get in shape. And it hasn't happened. You know why? Because when the flan comes by, they don't take it back to the vision. And when they come by and ask for a second serving, they don't take it back to the vision. And when this happens, they don't take it back to the vision. So writing it doesn't do anything if you don't read it and run towards it. That's what Habakkuk says. Write it plain on tablets that whoever reads it may run. So what do we need to do to refocus, take everything back to the vision? See, a lot of us are going to do that. We're going to spend the next few days praying and asking the Lord to show us what he wants for our life. And many of us are going to write it down and put it on a vision poster and put it somewhere that we can see it. But it does no good if you don't measure everything back to that vision. Does it align to it? This opportunity is great, but it doesn't align to the vision. So I'll say no. Oh, this seems amazing, but it doesn't align to the vision. So guess what? It's a no. Hey, this opportunity is. ah, It sounds. It sounds like it could be. I don't know. Does it align to the vision? It fits the vision. God, this must be you. If it doesn't align to the vision, don't snap it. And you need to do this. You need to align it to the vision God gave you. My dad is an avid photographer, and he actually knows how to take pictures. And um, I remember one time he's, he's got a he's got a beautiful camera. It's really nice. And, and, and it's got not just that when you hit the button, it, it focuses, but it makes a little beep, right, to let you know it's focused. And so one day he's taking all these pictures at a birthday party at the house or something or other, and he gives me the camera to take a picture so that he can come out in the picture, right? You know, photographers many times don't come out in the picture because they're the one taking it. So he gives me his camera, and I get everybody there. I was like, all right, let's get the picture. Everybody cheese, you know, whatever. And I go to, to, to look at it, and I'm looking through the viewfinder, and it's out of focus, and I, and I press the little button, and I hear the beep, but it still looked out of focus, but I pressed the button anyway, and I looked at the screen, and the picture was perfect, and I was like, man, the viewfinder's broken, I guess, I don't know. So I go to try to take another one, and, and again, I hear the beep, and everything's in focus when I looked at the image, and then it dawned on me that the viewfinder has a little adjustment setting on it, and he had it adjusted to his vision. And that's why for me, it was out of focus. So don't try to adjust to the vision that God gave someone else. Ensure that as you look through the viewfinder of your life, you're following the vision that God gave you. And you bring everything back to alignment of that vision. Refocus on the vision refocus on the vision, refocus on the vision. Church, this year we've talked, of worship team come to the altar, we've talked about so many things that the Lord has been wanting to do in each and every one of us. As a matter of fact, I was counting the other day and I think there was 18 different messages on words of re this year. But I think that this is probably one of the most important ones because if we don't refocus continually back to the vision that God gave us, we do nothing. So what is the vision? And as you're getting ready to close out this year, don't just do it as a regular, oh, oh we're just closing out the year. No, 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 Refocus on what God has for you. And what God shows you, if there's things that did not finish up this year you continue to believe for it. I was thinking about it this morning. I've been believing, and as a church, we've been believing to move into a new building. That vision hasn't changed. Why am I saying that? Well, some of us fall trapped to this. Well, I had this on my vision last year, and it didn't happen, so it must have not been from God. Now, sometimes things take a little while. Refocus on the vision. And is this that we're doing, does it align to the vision? Does it align to the vision? Does it align to what God said for me? And then write it. And there's, as a matter of fact, on purpose, we didn't order any vision posters with the church logo this year. Sometimes we do it, sometimes we don't. This year we didn't, why? There's no magic power in a vision poster that we give you from 3W Church because it's not our vision for you it's your vision so get your paper out this week go to the go to the dollar store and buy a science experiment project board (laughs) whatever you need to do but begin to put down the vision that God shows you and every time an opportunity comes align it and refocus it to the vision align it refocus it to the vision see the technology of today has made everyone a photographer and we can take a gazillion pictures and just erase the ones we don't want and because of that we're just spinning our wheels and wasting a lot of time because we don't know what we're shooting, we're just blindly shooting because I could always go back church It's time to refocus and ask the Lord to show you where we're going. Write it down and measure everything back to what God shows you. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Father, this morning, we thank you. We thank you for vision because you give us vision. Father, we thank you for you've given us the blueprint. Lord, you told us to seek the kingdom first. You told us to focus our thoughts on you. You told us that the word, your word, is the lightning. And Father, that is my prayer. That we may seek you first. Father, that we may meditate on the good, the pure, the noble, the praiseworthy, anything that is full of virtue. That we will set our mind on the things above and not on the things of earth father that we will bring the light of your word into every decision so that we can refocus on what you have told us to do in jesus name come on just lift your hands and worship him right there where you are